Good evening. It is 5 p.m. and you're tuned in to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Letnin. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queen's University, and What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. To start us off, the University District Safety Initiative goes into effect October 14th in anticipation of homecoming activities. Kingston Police and City Bylaw Enforcement are reminding students to be mindful of their behavior and to celebrate responsibly during homecoming festivities. The University District Safety Initiative begins at 12 a.m. on October 14th and will remain in effect until November 1st at 12 a.m. During this time, bylaw and police will have an increased presence in the university district. Individuals who commit an identified offense under the nuisance party bylaw could be issued a part one court summons or an administrative monetary penalty. Police and city bylaw are working closely with Queens University, Kingston Fire and Rescue, Frontenac Paramedics, Kingston Health Sciences Centers, and other partners to ensure minimal disruptions to the community during this time. In a quote from Kyle Compo, Manager of Enforcement at the City of Kingston, we're urging everyone to conduct themselves in a safe manner and to be mindful of the negative impact their actions could have. High-risk behaviors, including large unsanctioned gatherings, are not only dangerous for those present, but can also hinder the public's access to roadways, transit, and emergency services. There will be fines and penalties issued to those who do not follow the laws in place." End quote. The administrative monetary penalties process means penalties under the nuisance party and noise bylaws can be issued and resolved directly through the city. The penalties include the following. Host, conductor, sponsor, nuisance party, $2,000. Fail to comply with an order to leave premises, $500. Use a closed highway, $500. Noise bylaw offenses, various, $100 to $200. Fail to comply with signs, $200. Additional resources will be committed to ensure a broad range of options to in monitoring large unsanctioned gatherings and nuisance behavior. Kingston Police Inspector Lillian Murdoch stated, We want to remind everyone that reckless partying and high-risk nuisance behavior can also have a serious impact on your future. Large unsanctioned gatherings pose substantial safety concerns. They also place excessive strains on emergency services. Murdoch encourages individuals to, quote, be aware of their surroundings and to ensure they are following all applicable municipal, provincial, and federal legislation, end quote. Under Ontario's Liquor License and Control Act, the following actions are prohibited and could result in a part one court summons. A person under 19 years of age consuming liquor, having liquor in an open container or consuming liquor in an unauthorized place, or being intoxicated in a public place. By law enforcement and Kingston Police liaison teams have been put out in the university district, connecting directly with residents and distributing educational materials. Compo adds the city and its partners are hopeful their message will be well received and that those participating in homecoming activities will do so in a way that is respectful of the entire community. Celebrating safely means taking care of yourself, but also being considerate to the peace and well-being of our neighbors, says Compo. Let's ensure this is a fun and safe homecoming for all. Breakwater Park and Gord Edgar Downey Pier will also be closed to the public nightly, 8 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. from the evening Thursday, October 19th to the morning of Sunday, October 22nd, and from the evening of Thursday, October 26th until the morning of Sunday, October 29th. During this time, it is an offense to enter or use the park where the entry or use is prohibited by notice. There will be active video surveillance of the area at this time. Residents are encouraged to learn more about the municipal measures in place to discourage unsanctioned large gatherings and high-risk or disruptive behaviors by visiting the UDSI webpage on the City of Kingston website. The City of Kingston aims to support harm reduction measures for Queen's Homecoming this year, in part by facilitating the extended operation of food trucks throughout the event. The motion presented, stemming from conversations between councillors and the Queen's Alma Mater Society, was to waive some of the time restrictions on refreshments
refreshment vehicles for businesses participating in AMS events at locations approved by the city. This would mean extending the business hours for these food trucks to 2 a.m. This would take place throughout the University District Safety Initiative, that's October 14th to November 1st. This would also involve giving the city's Director of Licensing and Enforcement the ability to revoke or modify the terms of these extra hours when necessary. The goal of this move is to reduce harm by ensuring participants in homecoming festivities have access to food and non-alcoholic beverages throughout the day. Counselors discussed the motion from various angles, considering how this decision could impact this year's homecoming. The intention behind this AMS collaboration for food trucks is harm reduction. Um, I'm just concerned that we are in someone else's kitchen here. Is this a Queen's issue? I, I do have some concerns about the overall motion. Um, one is that the 2 a.m., I am worried that the public is gonna hear we're condoning street parties until 2 a.m. Uh, and that will be the optics of this. My concern is that we are gonna be sponsoring this unauthorized street party with food trucks up until 2 a.m., which is gonna be a public thing, which with the recent last couple events that happened and with the attendance being down, attendance may go up because now they have some place to eat as well. I am very concerned about the optics of this. Because yes, we may not be sponsoring something, but we are allowing, we are permitting it. And so we as council need to decide what is it that we are going to permit? Because in the eyes of residents, what we permit is what we endorse. There was also an amendment added to this motion suggesting that these food trucks be restricted to Queen's campus. I think it's pretty clear what this amendment is for. It's the idea that yes, Director Smith should have that ability to extend the length of time that food trucks are open, um, but personally I would feel a lot more comfortable if this were restricted to Queen's University campus. I know the idea is that we're trying to help disperse and spread out students, uh, however I'm not sure that having them in the community neighbourhoods is going to achieve that and I, I realize there's no way to know until we try, but I think that as a, a slower first step with the intention of helping Queens to, to deal with this issue, um, I, I would prefer this. It was assured that bylaw and Kingston Police would be prepared to factor this development into plans for homecoming. So we will have a significant police presence as well as a bylaw presence. And if we do have the food trucks out there, they are going to be something that we are patrolling rather frequently. So I think that we could react very proactively before something got out of hand. Councillors also expressed the need for more communication between the city and Queen's AMS for future events. I think that AMS should be here tonight. To, to speak to us if this is something that would really be helpful for them. I would prefer trucks to be kept on campus for lighting, for safety. I just think it would be a better move. And further, if AMS did this last year and they wanted to take it further, they should have reached out sooner. Here we are with a council motion, no staff report, trying to make the best decision we can. And they had every opportunity to reach out sooner. Um, Councillor Glenn, you've been trying really hard to collaborate with them consistently. I've, I've seen you doing this, this work and staff as well. So I think that if we could send AMS a message respectfully, if you need something, let us know earlier, please. So I hope that that could be passed on. I am also disappointed that AMS is not here to speak because I was hoping they could maybe expand on what their plans were. With the amendment of restricting the location of these food trucks to Queen's campus, the motion passed with a vote of 11 to 2, adding to the list of measures being put into place for this year's homecoming. Enjoy homecoming, come here, be safe, uh, go to bed early, and drink lots of water. That's all for your headlines today, and next up is Erica Singh with your campus news.
All right, thank you so much. Hello, my name is Erica Singh, and this is your Campus News. Today, I am joined in studio by Victoria Taylor, and she is a representative from Queen's First Aid. Hi, Victoria, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you, Erica? I'm great, thank you so much. So, um, as we all know, homecoming is coming up. This year, HOKO is on the weekend of October 21st. And can you please tell us what Queen's First Aid is and how you are going to be present this homecoming weekend? Yeah, absolutely. So Queen's First Aid um, is an anonymous service on campus. So we help students out with any kind of medical emergency they might be experiencing. So nothing is too big or small. Um, Even if you just have a little cut, we're there to help. Or if you have something a little bit more serious, we're also there to help you. Um, And we just support students with whatever's going on. And they can reach us through the emergency report center and they'll dispatch a team of um, responders to wherever your location is. And then we'll just support you as needed. Victoria, can you please let me know what are some types of common medical emergencies during HOKO? Yeah, absolutely. So during HOKO, we tend to see um, a lot of things related to intoxication. So if people are drinking a lot um, and they drink a little bit too much, we tend to see a lot of things related to that. So sometimes that might just be people sick from having too much to drink, um, or it could be injuries that are caused by being a little bit intoxicated. So lots of falls um, and maybe getting injured by things outside so maybe like telephone poles um, or cuts from cans and things like that all right thank you and are there any specific first aid measures or safety measures in place for this homecoming weekend yeah so there will be responders um, at the arc outside at earl and aberdeen and we'll be there from 11 to 4 on the saturday of homecoming and we're there to provide extra support for anybody who's out on the street that might need some assistance and then we also have our team on call the whole weekend so that team will be on call overnight and then throughout the days on friday and saturday so if people are in need of help there we have extra responders ready to go all right and what is the protocol for contacting first aid in case of an emergency So if somebody's in need of first aid, they can call the emergency report center. So the phone number for that is 613-533-6111. And the emergency report center will dispatch Queen's first aid to wherever your location is. All right. And I would recommend that everyone saves that number in your phone if you are planning on going out this homecoming. Do you have any recommendations for staying safe and healthy during HOKO? Yeah, so I would say making sure that you're always with a friend. Um, So if you're drinking, make sure you're never drinking alone and you always have a friend with you. Um, And then making sure that you're going slow eating throughout the day um, just so it doesn't hit you as hard. So making sure you're having like a good breakfast and having some snacks throughout the day. And then making sure that if you are going out, you're only drinking whatever drinks you have just in case some drinks have other substances in them that you weren't planning on having that day. Um, And make sure you've always got your health card with you in case something happens. So then if you need to go to the hospital, you've already got that there. All right. Um, Well, thank you so much for this important information, Victoria. Um, As always, stay safe during homecoming. And that's all for me today. Now over to Mia with the weather. And now, your CFRC weather forecast from Monday, October 9th to Wednesday, October 11th. 
Monday, October 9th, a high of 10, cloudy with occasional rain showers, and a low of 5 degrees at night with a 60% chance of rain all day. On Tuesday, October 10th, a high of 12 with considerable cloudiness and occasional rain showers, and a low of 6. Once again, a 60% chance of rain. On Wednesday, the 11th, it'll be a high of 14 degrees with more considerable cloudiness and occasional rain showers. The low will be 6 degrees at night and once again, a 60% chance of rain. And check back in on Wednesday for the rest of your CFRC weekly weather forecast. Welcome to your weekly CFRC traffic report from October 6th to 12th. For road closures, Queen Mary Road, Notch Hill to Greenview is closed beginning October 2nd for Utilities Kingston Nets Project. University Avenue, Union to Earl, is closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from the demolition and concrete deliveries at the Jaduck Project. Wright Crescent, south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace, is closed until October 31st for construction. For parking disruptions, the Chan Memorial Parking Structure Restoration Project is underway. The work is expected to conclude in late December. Please also note that the Chown Garage will also be closed from October 6th at 4pm until October 10th at 6am. Phased work areas will occupy a maximum of 40% of the available parking stalls at a time. Up to 180 spaces will be out of commission. There is parking availability at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages in the two adjacent blocks to the east. At Center 70, public EV charging stations at Center 70 will be unavailable until late October. In other delays, Bath Road at Queen Mary can expect delays for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. Bay Ridge Drive, Woodbine to Cataraqui Woods, can expect delays until November 30th for Phase 1 of the Bay Ridge Drive cycling and pedestrian improvements. Duff Street, Patrick to end of Duff, expect lane closure until October 15th to facilitate the replacement of a water main on Duff Street. Denham Street at Denham Park entrance expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard expect delays due to construction to improve drainage. Lancaster Drive at Bentley Terrace expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Mona Drive at Mona to Humberside expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Mona Drive at Mona to Linwood expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Princess Street, Collins Bay to Bay Ridge expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals. You can expect delays on Sir John A. McDonald Boulevard at Johnson for the installation of new pressure gas line for utilities Kingston. On Taylor Kidd Boulevard, Collins Bay to 100 meters west of Collins Creek Bridge, you can expect lane closure until November 15th. On Westbrook Road, Princess to Windermere, Expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and road rehabilitation. For sidewalks and pathways, Clarence Street, King to Wellington, you can expect sidewalk closure on the north side from October 10th to 13th. The Rideau Trail, Queen Mary to Parkway is closed for crews to replace Sanitary Main. That's all for your traffic report this week, and next up is your events calendar. for your weekly concert calendar from October 10th to October 17th. 
At the Club RCHA, catch Tom Savage and Friends for Tom's Tuesday Afternoon Happy Hour Jam on Tuesday, October 10th from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. Now, there's two open mic nights happening on Tuesday, October 10th. There's one at the Royal Canadian Legion Branch, which is an open mic and dance where you can bring your own instruments to play, sing, or dance, and it's $2 at the door to get in. There's also an open mic night at St. Larry's Pub that same night, presented in collaboration with music and digital media, as well as the Musicians Guild, and that one is free. And Try It Tuesday, karaoke hosted by Megan Suds at the Royal Tavern on October 10th for free. On October 11th, check out Bon Evans at Spearhead Brewery for free. Bond specializes in acoustically written songs meshed with country, rock, and folk influences. You can expect to hear him play some fantastic original music and some ear-catching covers. Ever wanted to try out playing an instrument? Check out Joe's M-I-L-L at the Kingston and Frontenac Public Library from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. on October 11th. Renting instruments is free and for all ages. On October 12th, check out bands The Lowest of the Low and By Divine Right, presented by KPP Concerts at the Broom Factory. It's from 7.30 until 10 p.m. and tickets are $30. Also, catch Doug Vanderhorn at the Royal Tavern that night for free from 8 until 10 p.m. on the 12th. Also on October 12th at the Club RCHA, catch John McClurg and Friends. Join singer-songwriter John McClurg and some special guests to present an evening of music from 7 until 10 p.m. and $10 at the door. Free on the 12th, No Limits plays the toucan. Get ready for an awesome night of epic music from 10.30 to close. Now for Friday, October 13th. So on Friday the 13th, check out Happy Hour TGIF with Jeff Dunn and Friends from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. at the Club RCHA. Also check out Featurette and Mute Choir, electro-indie pop duo from Toronto, presented by Flying V Productions at the Grad Club from 8.30 p.m. until 11.30 p.m. with doors at 8. Tickets are available online now for $24 and that is also on Friday the 13th. Poplar, a gender-bending indie band from Kingston, Ontario, plays Hotel Wolf Island on the island on the 13th from 7 until 10 p.m. Stone City Kings plays the Merchant Tap House beginning at 10.30 for free, also on the 13th. And that same Friday, catch Mason FM playing the Royal Tavern 2.0 from 9 until 1 a.m. for free. Retro Kings, a four-piece soft rock and folk band that does a variety of 70s, 80s, and 90s at the Club RCHA on the 14th from 8 until 11. $5 at the door, but free for club members. Also on the 14th, Dead Root Revival plays Blue Martini beginning at 9 p.m. It's $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Also on the 14th, you can attend drag queen Tiffany Morgan's birthday party at the Grad Club for an evening of dance, drag, and boylesque. That begins at 8 p.m. and that is on Saturday, October 14th. Tickets are $25. At the Leon Center on October 14th, check out 30 Years in July Blue Rodeo, where the legendary alt-country rockers will be celebrating their monumental 1993 album. Tickets are available online now, and the show begins at 8 p.m. You can also catch Kevin in the Kitchen Sink performing at the Tiernanog on the 14th from 9 p.m. until midnight for free. Moving on to Sunday, October 15th, The Buckle presents The Retro Kings, a musical event with The Retro Kings, from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. with doors at 1 at The Buckle, and the event is free. 
another free show on Sunday, October 15th. Catch Dan Taylor, frontman of the Dan Taylor Band, and his iconic and powerful voice at Spearhead Brewery from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. Moving on to October 16th, catch The Morning Doves playing Musiki Cafe from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. playing a free show. That same night, catch Corb Lund for an evening of guitar and storytelling at the Broom Factory. The show begins at 8 p.m. with doors at 7 and is until 10 p.m. And that is on Monday, October 16th. Tickets can be found online now for $40. And once again, Quirks of Human Nature, an evening of poetry, music, and storytelling, is taking place at the Royal Tavern 2.0 from 7 until 11 p.m. on Monday, October 16th. And that is a free event. On October the 17th, the David Miles Trio, presented by KPP Concerts, plays a show at the Broom Factory. Tickets are $30, and it takes place from 7.30 until 10 p.m., with doors at 7. As well, like this coming up Tuesday, there is three open mic nights on the 17th. Try It Tuesday Karaoke at the Royal Tavern 2.0, hosted by Megan Suds. An open mic night at St. Larry's Pub, presented in collaboration with Music and Digital Media and the Musician Guild, which is also free. As well as the open mic and dance, these are all on Tuesday, October 17th at the Royal Canadian Legion for $2. And those are your upcoming concerts and musical events from October 10th until October 17th. Check out our full events calendar on cfrc.ca. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concerts and Events Calendar for October 10th through to October 17th. Have an event you'd like to be covered on our website news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On October 10th, the fall reading break begins for most faculties. Check the Queen's website for specific dates that apply to you at queensu.ca. On October 10th is the Indigenous Drumming Circle. Do you know the many benefits of drumming? In addition to community connection, drumming can improve stress management, mindfulness, motor skills, and so much more. Join the 4D team for a casual weekly drumming session. No experience is necessary and we have instruments to share. This is only available to Indigenous students and it is in person from 1 to 2 p.m. every Tuesday at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Center. Also on October 10th is the workshop Safe Talk Suicide Alertness for Everyone. This training prepares participants to recognize when people are having thoughts of suicide and connect them to intervention resources. Powerful videos illustrate the importance of suicide alertness while discussion and practice stimulate learning. It costs $15 for students and $25 for staff and faculty. It's from 1 to 4 p.m. and register at queensu.ca. On October 11th, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services Office on the main floor. Also on October 11th, there are Latin dancing lessons. September to November, there are beginner, salsa and bachata, and intermediate salsa classes. Show up to the first class to register, and there are limited spaces available. This will be located at Ellis Hall in room 319. 
On October 12th, there is an Indigenous Identity Sharing Circle, only available to Indigenous students. Do you feel that you don't look Indigenous enough? Maybe you are unsure about how to identify yourself or feel you don't fit in because you don't know enough about your Indigenous identity. Please know that you are not alone. Come together for a sharing circle, facilitated by Amber and Lisa, to discuss these feelings in a safe space. Registration is required. Email 4d.counselor at queensu.ca. This is in person every other Thursday starting September 28th. This will be also located at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Center. On October 13th, get ready for a night of outrageous fun at a haunting drag show, hosted by the fabulous Bewitched. Located at Something in the Water, this event promises to be a wild ride filled with laughter, excitement, and top-notch entertainment. The show starts at 8pm and you must be 19+. plus. On October 14th is the Beers for Queers social event for members of the LGBTQ community and their allies. Come on out for an evening of friends and fun located in the Monty's room of the Tiranog Irish Pub from 9 to 12 p.m. On October 15th is the last day to apply in Solis to graduate in fall 2023. Check queensu.ca for more important academic calendar dates. On October 16th is the Indigenous Good Minds Night. Come and hang out by the fire, watch TV, study, play board games, bead, and take part in structured activities. These activities change bi-weekly and refreshments will be provided. This group is only available to Indigenous students and is located at the Four Directions Indigenous Centre from 4 to 7.30 p.m. On October 17th is the Wellness, Depression and Anxiety Support Group. This professionally facilitated group is for students who experience signs of anxiety and or depression that feels overwhelming. We will cover the nature, signs and symptoms of anxiety and depression, then provide specific evidence-based strategies for improving both. Regular attendance is highly recommended to get the maximum benefits, but you can also drop in and you must register at queensu.ca. This will be located at the Queen's Health and Wellness Center from 3.30 to 5 p.m. On October 17th is the AMS Assembly. This assembly is the highest legislative body of the AMS and includes representatives from all faculty, societies, and AMS senior management. This will be located at Nicole Hall from 6 to 9 p.m. Also on October 17th, you can learn to fence. Fencing is an exciting sport that can be learned by people of all levels of fitness and athletic ability. This seven-week course will teach the fundamentals of modern fencing, including blade work and footwork, and will introduce students to the three different weapons used. This is open to students and the public, plus you must have an active ARC gym membership to sign up at gogalesgo.com. This will be located at Duncan MacArthur Hall from 7.25 to 9 p.m. This was Kat bringing the CFRC community concert and events calendar for October 10th through to October 17th. I hope you all have a very relaxing reading week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. 
Waddle Eye Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. Waddle Eye Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at Waddle Eye Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at Waddle Eye Wear. Dear listeners, as you may have heard, Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, is blocking Canadian access to all content created by news providers, including this radio station, in response to the Online Broadcasting Act. Access to local news and information matters to everyone, and while radio stations use their airwaves to keep you informed, we also use social media to share local news, events, and initiatives, and even content about our upcoming programming. We need you to write your MP and convey your concerns. Learn more and find a letter template for your MP on our website, cfrc.ca. Thank you for your support. 